difficult conversation. I'm not sure the chat. The answer concerns me less than the question. And I know Hashem wants us to think about this question. I have a tremendous belief in the Torah. I have three emunas that I feel very strongly about. I believe in Hashem. I believe in the people He chose to be His emissaries, to announce His presence in the world, us. And I believe in His Torah, which is our understanding of Hashem that He handed us. I believe in Hashem, Yidin, and Torah. Three emunas I believe in. And our learning this Torah and studying and thinking about Hashem's Torah makes us who we are. A very intelligent Bachar, Aaron, I want you to hear today, I want you to hear this. A very intelligent Bachar, a Bachar I'm crazy over, a sophisticated, yesterday expressed surprise. We were studying a Rashi. We were studying a Rashi in Chumash. And he expressed surprise, like, does it matter? You're handling, he said this, they said that, you're handling. We were analyzing why Hashem put man to sleep when he built his wife. Why was man sleeping? Why did he give anesthesia when he did that surgery? Let man be awake for the surgery. Chazal analyzed that. And this Bachar, who's so honest, which is why he's going to become big, he was so honest, the Bachar said, like, do we, you, you really care about them? He was sleeping, he wasn't sleeping. Chill out, you know. This, I have bigger worries in my life to analyze whether other had anesthesia when you created his wife. And I was extremely impressed. I can't stand dishonesty. I like authentic. I can't stand... Menachem and I had a conversation last night till way into the night. We were talking about being honest and authentic. You're in a yeshiva. Rebbe doesn't play Rebbe. There's nothing about... We were talking about Rebbe Snicky He doesn't play Rebbe. He's not playing... I'm Shalom, I'm Rabbi. He's just... Abacha said the same way he is to his friends. He is to us. He doesn't, he's not playing Rebbe. <laughs> Be a Rebbe. Don't play a Rebbe. Be a Rebbe because you're sincere. Because you're an Eved Hashem. Don't play anything. Don't play Rabbi. I'm the re- Just be yourself. Hi guys, what's up? Don't play anything, nothing. Hi guys, good morning. <laughs> normal, normal, be yourself, authentic. It's what I believe in, to be an authentic, true Jew. Something's, you have a kasha, ask it. I used the early years of yeshiva, I was very into Q&A, really questions and questions. So I wanted people to feel comfortable, comfortable to ask. So every shalashus has questions. I stopped it because I realized if it's just shalashus, you're comfortable asking questions. We have a bad yeshiva. Every day, all day, any day, you can ask questions. The basic of the yeshiva, good, I don't want to be asked by shalashus, but ask also Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I love the question. Abacha said, Kalash, are you being serious? You're analyzing why man was asleep and you're learning a Chazal. Uh, I came this morning to analyze, and I just want to say a claim. I want you to know something. Everything we are as a people, this is what I believe. Everything we are as a people, we're an incredible people, you, me, and him. We're a neat people. It's all because of the Torah. What separates us, what makes us precious, is the great gift of Torah. Our midas, our character, our, our amazing status as a people, it comes from the great gift Hashem gave us called Torah. What looks like you're analyzing a Rashi, the Torah is Miraimimas, it's Megadalus. 
such as the power of the Sefer and the study of the Sefer elevates a person. It's a Mishnah in the sixth parak of Avais. The Torah is Meraimimas, is Megadalas. So the answer is yes, analyzing why man was asleep has the power to change your marriage. We studied Hashem's Torah and we learned in Hashem's Torah about respect to a wife, covet of a wife. The power of Torah is such that it changes a person, it elevates a person. So I want to, what I want to, what I want to analyze today is a conversation between Hashem and Cain. There's a conversation Hashem has with Cain that is so hard to understand. I want to offer a pshat, but I beg you, don't take my pshat as deep pshat. I beg you, just think. I think there's a lot to gain from analyzing this following conversation, Shmuel. There are two Jews on earth. And they're both craving a connection to Hashem. For that is precious. For that is the most precious thing on earth, a connection to Hashem. All of us can visualize. There's somebody, all of us, you're in Rai Kestenbaum Shia, you're by Rai Rastiki Shia, and you want to shaykh us to a Rebbe. You see a person of sincerity and you want to shaykh us to him. I told, I told the Olam a story just to give a picture of shaykh us to a Rebbe. A friend of a, a person, a mentor slash friend of mine, more a mentor than a friend, a mentor of mine lost his Rebbe. His Rebbe died. So I said, I want to come for you on the loss of your Rebbe. I want to be Menachem. I want to be Menachem. You're not an Avel, but a Nichem I want to come for you on the loss of your Rebbe. So the man said to me that before you comfort me on the loss of my Rebbe, you have to understand what I lost. You can't comfort if you don't know what I lost. You know, if a guy's a big sports fan and his team loses game seven of a, of a, a series, and a guy who doesn't know sports, who doesn't care about sports, says, ah, it's just baseball, oh, it makes me mad. You don't care. So you say, it's just baseball. If a guy you knows and gets a shucks, we lost. Don't come for me if you don't understand. And that's on stupidity, understandably. But he said to me, you're trying to comfort me for the loss. Please let me first explain it. You can't comfort that which you don't understand. So I said, I'm ready to hear. Please explain it to me. And this is what the man said to me. When he wanted, he wanted me to understand his loss. This is the words he said to me. Please hear this. He said, picture this, this is what I'm describing a person felt about his Rebbe. So the man said, the man said as follows. The man said that every single day he taught in the yeshiva where his Rebbe was. It was the mere yeshiva, it was Rebbe Shmuel Birnbaum, Zechat Sadev Kaddish Levrach. He said, when I walked into the mirror in Yeshiva, my Kesher to Reb Shmuel, to Reb Birnbaum was such, and my appreciation, I felt I was at the center of the universe. Did you ever go to some party or some event and you feel you're the luckiest guy on earth? There's no place on earth I'd rather be. I'm just so happy to be here. The feeling is electric. The feeling, you're just so good, you feel it. This is where I want to be. There's no place else I'd rather be. I'm with who I'd want to be. I'm where I want to be. This is the center. Anybody who's not here, you feel badly for it. There's a certain event, electric. I think back to some events, to some times, you're with a group of people you're just happy to be with. I think back to heading to a certain wedding. I was with the greatest guys on earth, going to an exciting event. 
You just said there's no place on earth. If I had any place to pick, I'd pick here. That's a good film. That's a good film. You're at a certain chasna. The chasna is the type who's a beautiful person, who's a giver. Everybody at that chasna just wants to be there. Fast forward, don't ooh and ah. Fast forward, fast forward now, three years. Fast forward, and you're, on, and you're at, don't ooh ah me, because I, I need to focus. Fast forward, you're at Menachem Wiener's Chasna. And the whole place is nuts over him. You have this Ben Tyre who earned everything he earned. He has a shidduch of a beautiful family. Tyredic, sincere, delicious people. And the man earned every inch that he has. He's a chasna who earned his chasna. He's built his life. He didn't just get, you know, to go through the motions. He built himself to be a Ben Taira. You see this Ben Taira under the chop of Mamish belongs there. He's ready for marriage. He's ready to build a home that's on fire with Yerushalayim. Sincere. You know there's going to be peace in the home because the chasna has built himself. The chasna has worked on himself. And you're at this chasna. You don't want to be any other place on earth. If you had to pick anywhere on earth, I want to be here. With the people I'm around celebrating this person. What a feeling. It's a great feeling. Could you picture daily having the feeling? Said my mentor to me. Daily when I walked into the mirror in Brooklyn, I felt what I just described daily. Because I was with Shmuel Birnbaum. This man is on fire with, with, with Kedusha, on fire with the love of Hashem and his Torah, on fire with an Abbas Yisrael. If you knew Reb Shmuel, he was electric. He was an electric man. There's a man who went through a lot of difficulties in his life. He buried three children in his life. His son was shot, Neretz Yisrael and killed. He went through a lot. The man was electric. He just was larger than life. He was connected to Hashem. Electric person. And you're, you're just where you want to be daily, I felt that way. When my Rebbe died, I left, my world was shaken, said this mentor of mine. I no longer feel I'm at the center of the world. Now you can come for me. A kesher to Hashem, and a kesher to eternity and valuable things. So now, Rabbi I picture you have Kayan and Hevel, two brothers. And they both want a kesher Tashem, that which is precious and valuable. And they both have a way of avoidus Hashem. Remember, avoidus Hashem is complex, and there are a lot of ways, my friends. People think they have a monopoly. This is how you serve it. Every guy thinks he has a monopoly. There's a lot of ways to serve Hashem. We all have the Torah to be loyal to, but even within keeping the Torah, there are a lot of styles of Avodah Hashem. Nobody has a monopoly on how to serve Hashem. And they both try their ways of serving Hashem. Each one, Cain and Hevel, have an approach. I am not going into right now, I don't want the discussion right now, what was his approach. I have my theory. What each one's approach was. I have a visual and I have people today who try each approach. But I don't want to discuss it. I don't know I'm right either. But each one, Cain Babel had an approach and Avodah Hashem. A lot of ink has been spilled on the question, what was his approach, what was his approach. But they both have an approach. They want a connection. They want to serve Hashem. And Cain's way is rejected and Hevel's way is accepted by Hashem. Hashem is sure 
Hashem is Velkai says the Torah Hashem pays attention Hashem accepts He turns to Hevel He completely accepts and validates Hevel's approach to Avodis Hashem And to Kayin and his Mincha Hashem ignores is not acceptable as Avodis Hashem for some reason there are many ways but something falls short about Kayin and his carbon. His style of Avodis Hashem is rejected. Vayicha and his reaction is very, is very, very expected as reaction. I met a Yid who was in tremendous grief and the family met with me and they asked me to please help this Yid. He's in unbelievable grief. They said, please help this man. He's not sleeping. He's losing weight. His doctor put him on medication for his anxiousness. Please help him out. So I met with the family and I met with the man. And I told the family and the man the same thing. You guys are trying to solve it. You're barking up the wrong tree. They're trying to solve it. You're mistaken. There's something called Avelos. What this man went through, he's supposed to be in grief. By you guys trying to solve it, you're hurting him. By him thinking it's supposed to be solved, I told the man you should grieve. You went through something that's worthy of grieving. Grieve. It is normal to grieve and you'll be healthier for it if you grieve. Don't try to not grieve. A few years back, we're coming to Dani and Ellie's yard site. A few years back, so when we went through the tzara, we had different things in the yeshiva where we cried together. And a good friend of Dani said to me, Kalish, Rebbe, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're causing us sar. And I said, no, we have to grieve. We don't grieve today, it won't be healthy. We can only go forward if we grieve. I'm not allowed, sure, man has a capacity to ignore. Very childish people, like, just, just move on and just turn the music louder. It is important to grieve. You get healthy when you deal with things. A very unhealthy person just moves on. As if it didn't happen. You see in families when there are big fights, unhealthy people, the husband and wife, the fight like eventually disappears, then you just move on. It's never spoken about, never dealt with. As if it's not there. Healthy people, this is what just happened. Let's talk. Let's deal. Let's figure out. It's not, maybe there's nothing to do about it, so then we're just going to cry together. You're allowed to grieve. And Cain very expectedly on his avoidance Hashem that falls short is upset. He's excessively upset. And his face falls. He's angry. Understandably. People get angry because their team lost the seventh game. Understandably as well, but it's not that important. This is eternal. This is relevance to eternity. This is important stuff. And he's angry when his avoidance Hashem falls short. It's not acceptable. He's served God in the wrong way. He's made bad decisions and he's angry. I mean, that's expectable. And the, the conversation Hashem has with him is mind boggling. And I want to share the conversation and then I want to think a little bit together. Hashem says to Cain unexpected. When somebody's grieving and they're supposed to grieve, you don't tell them not to grieve. 
People go to a base of a very immature people try to get the oven. Now, it was great. I got him laughing. The worst question I can't stand. People always go to how are they doing there? How are they doing that? And everybody feels better if they're laughing. And the oven says, "Oh, he looks great." They see two avail and one guy like laughing and joking. He looks great. Another guy sitting there bawling and can't it's talk. It's the guy who's be- doing better is the one bawling and can't talk. The one who's laughing is doing very poorly. Now, it's not his fault. I'm not saying he's supposed to yet to cry. It's not so easy. He can't. He's not dealing with reality. He'll deal with it. But people's like picture of, oh, he's doing great. Oh, it's great. Everything's, and we want like it to be great there, just to be perfect. It's normal to grieve. There's something called Avelus. It is normal. It is normal to grieve. It's difficult. This family had to learn. They, were, they, they didn't know what to do for the man. He's very, very down. It makes sense. Let him grieve. He will grieve. You let him grieve. You will have a healthy father. He'll gain back all the weight. He'll get off the medication. Don't let him grieve. He'll never become healthy. I told the man this. I told the family. They are letting him grieve now. They are accepting his grief. He will be a healthy, successful man again. For he's grieving. What things are meant to grieve. So Cain's angry and expected reaction, folks. His avoidance Hashem was short. He's very upset. Rightfully, understandably. And listen to what Hashem tells him. Hashem says to Cain, Cain, I don't get you. Why are you upset? I don't understand it. Why is your face fallen? Haloi. Cain, I don't get the big deal. I just don't get it, Hashem says to Cain. Im Satan, if you do tshuva, if you change your approach to Avedis Hashem, says, I'll be Michael, your shortcomings of the past. You can have forgiveness. Vim Satan, and if you don't change your ways, for all eternity, your sins will be with you. It is awful what you've done, and for eternity you're going to be impacted. Le Pesach means to the door of the grave. This is not a temporary mistake. There's not a team losing, don't worry, in a month you'll be better. Le Pesach, to the door of the grave, for eternity, Chatas Revis, will sin lie with you. It's eternal, your shortcomings. Can you repeat that again, Hashem? Hashem says, why can't, what's the, <laughs> I just don't get the big deal. If you do true, you'll be fine. If not, for eternity, you're going to be messed up. I, I just don't, I don't seem to, that's why it's a big deal. What did Hashem just say to him? You know, the guys up, I'm sorry, the guys don't know me, the, the guys from my cast on Shir. You have a Rebbe, is it Sadiq? My mind dominated by sports. I think a lot of sports, that's just the reality. So, because I think sports, a lot of Mishalom are in sports, a lot of visuals are in sports. A guy's up, it's, it's the bottom of the eighth inning. His team's down by two runs, it's bases loaded, one single ties the game. One single ties the game. And he's up, it's bottom of the eighth inning, it's, it, this, is the big, this is the big chance. Say no, no pressure, you know, just 15 million people are watching you, you know, 3 million people jump over bridges tomorrow for lose. No pressure. <laughs> it's not a smart thing. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. You say no pressure. I mean, you could say a lot of things. You could say try to relax. You could tell a lot of things. It's quite a lot of pressure right now. What is Hashem saying to Cain? Hashem says, I don't get you, Cain. He asks a question on Cain. 
Why are you angry? Why, why is your face fallen? Hashem doesn't get something. He says he doesn't. He doesn't say. He doesn't say Kayan. He's, he's, he has a tain on him. Lama charalach v'lama nafnu panecha. I don't get your anger. You don't. You don't get my anger. You don't get I'm nafnu panecha. And then you yourself express. Says, I don't get it. I don't get it. If you do tshuva, things will be fine. If you don't do tshuva, you are eternally messed up. I don't get why you're angry. <laughs> I, that's why I'm angry. Because <laughs> you just described the gravity of what I've done. That's why I'm angry. What is the conversation? What Hashem say to Cain? I don't have a monopoly on the answer. I beg you that these conversations of the Torah change your life when you think about them. Walk the park and think. Read the Pesukim inside. There is Shainim and Achrayim. There are things to study. Study the Dvar Hashem. It impacts. You're a changed man. Remember, the Torah changes the way we think about the world and impacts us. It impacts us. It, it brings tremendous thoughts to our mind and changes us. Hashem, I don't know the answer. One thing I know, he wants us to think about what he just said. The Torah, every word of the Torah you perk up. These words of the Torah, Hashem's communicating to man. He's talking to Cain. He's talking to an Adam and communicating him. And expressing, I don't get why you're so angry. And you and I hear these psukim and say, I, I get why he's so angry. He messed up in the most deep of ways. It's not a mess up you got out in the bottom of the ninth and there's always next season and if you miss this season, who cares? There's eternity and Hashem recognized that. There's real stuff going on, eternal stuff that matters if you do the right thing or the wrong things. Did you live true or not true? This stuff matters. A person matters. And Hashem says, Kain, don't get you so angry. So I want to say a pshat. I don't know I'm right. You have to study this well. I want to claim that it says two things about his anger. And I'm, it says as follows. It says two things. He's angry and his face falls. What are these two things? So I want to express like this. If a guy messes up, he messes up, and he does something wrong, he goes the wrong way, there are two reactions. There's a reaction of I'm fired up not to do that again. I have a certain energy inside of me that won't happen again. I messed up. I did something done. That won't happen again. I've harot a massive regret on the past. I'm frustrated what I did. And the, the upset, the harot on the path on the past drives the future. And there's a harot on the past that causes a yish. There's a charata on the past that causes him to turn up my phone, the sound is broken. There's a charata on the past that causes a yish, that causes one to give up hope for the future. I believe the two things that happen is he got angry and the nefilas, the naflupan of his yish, is a giving up of hope. Hashem says to Cain, there's a lot to think about. Is the, is the anger a different type of anger? Hashem says to Panecha. I don't know if it means why was it a charin that led to a naflu panecha, or it's a different type of charin, philosophical, not important for now at all. But what I want to express, Rabbi say, is that to be angry on past mistakes is perfectly normal. 
But if that anger, it's all, the key point is it's all in front of you. The marshal I will give, again in sports, if a team messes up and it's still in front of us, let's correct. The game is still there to be won and lost. It's all in front of us. I sometimes marvel, you have a 17-year-old who's like, quit, I have a he's 19, he quits. You're 19, you're a kid. I'm 41 and I haven't quit yet. You're 19, a guy's 80 shouldn't quit. Life's in front of you. When a guy quits, from his, quits as if it's all over, you're 19 years old. You're 19, you're 17. The guy acts like he's an 88-year-old guy. It's all in front of us. That's what Hashem said to Cain. Hashem said to Cain, why is your chorah leading to an afilas apayim? Why is your anger leading to a yiyush? Leading to a quit as if it's all is lost. Everything's in front of you, Cain. That it matters so much, I understand. That you have such charata and even anger, I understand. But that the charata's ke'ilu all is lost. The season's over. The, the season's, it's all in front of you, buddy. It's all in front of you. Everything's in front of you. It's all waiting to be had. It's all waiting to be conquered. At the point that you think all is lost and it's over, then it is. That's what Hashem said to Cain. It's all in front of us. There's a conversation Hashem has with Moshe Rabbeinu that I want to share with you. A fascinating conversation. Klal Yisrael sins. They're Mahar Achar Moshe Rabbeinu. They doubt Moshe Rabbeinu in the fight of Moshe and Kairach. Klal Yisrael doubts the Rebbe Moshe Rabbeinu. They're Mahar Achar Rabbeinu. Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe, move aside. I'm going to kill Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael's done. I'm going to rebuild my chosen nation through you. So Hashem says to Moshe, Please move away. Klal Yisrael's done. Moshe Rabbeinu says, are you serious? One man sins. You're going to get angry at all of Klaiser? They're not so bad. They're good people. They made a little mistake. God says, very good point, Moshe. Okay, I'm not killing them. <laughs> um, Hashem changed his mind awfully fast there. Hashem knows everything. He says to Moshe, move away. They're all dead. They're, they're finished. I have to build new people. My sin's not bad. She says, good point, my show. Okay, they're alive. The pshat, the pshat, there's not a pshat, this is the pshat. The pshat is that Hashem's saying to Maisha, is it over? Are they takavad? You've lost hope? If you lost hope, there is no hope. If you think everything's in the past, if their Rebbe, their leader thinks it's over, then it is. I had a bacher years ago in the yeshiva. His mother called me up. She told me the worst things I've ever heard on a human being that I know in my life. She told me about her son. I never heard a mother speak about a son that way. After she spoke about an hour and a half, I completely gave up from that bacher. I couldn't look at him the same. I never heard such things before or after about a person. So I did the following thing. I gave up hope. That's bad. If a Rebbe gives up hope on a Bachar, that's bad. So I gave him to another Rebbe. I told him, please have this guy in your share. He's wonderful. I think he's a good fit for you. 
I never told the mother that he's not in my shear. I would field her calls and let her talk to me. I didn't want her to tell the Rebbe what, 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 what she told me. The Rebbe was a more naive person than me. And the Rebbe believed in him and didn't hear the mother's nonsense. And the guy turned out okay. He turned out okay. He needed somebody who can believe in him. And when the belief is shaken, if, if hope is lost, then it is lost. If things are done, if it's over, then, then, then there's not going to be success. And what Hashem said to Moshe, Moshe, it's over, not at all. Hashem says, good, I was hoping you'd say it. They're fine then. If you see all is not lost, there are mistakes, there are things, correctable mistakes, let's do it. In sports, I like watching, I like seeing, you can watch in a game when a team quits. I, told, I always tell the guys we play other schools, Hang your head in there and don't quit. Try to win. You could see when a team has decided the white flag's up, they don't think they're in body language, they don't think they're going to win. You see a pitcher in baseball, you see it on a lot, when the guy has quit. He doesn't think he's going to win the game. There's a certain mindset, go there and go win. Go win, no, you can win. You're down, no, you can win. At the point you don't think you can win, you're not going to win. At the point you don't think I can win, you will lose. That's just the way it is. Go in there knowing you can win, hoping to win, assuming you're going to win, and go in. You made mistakes, you're behind a little bit, fix up, it's all in front of you. At the point you still feel the game's in front of you, it is. That's how it works. So when Hashem says to Moshe, move aside, I'm killing them. He's saying, have you given up? Moshe's not in the slightest. If you haven't given up, it's all in front of you. It's all there to win. Hashem says to Kayan, understanding his frustration, but Hashem says, why have you quit? As if it's, it's all in front of you. That's the message. It's all in front of us. The game is all there. It's right there. Everything's on the table. People go through mistakes and averas as if the game, game over, checkmate. More than the Yitzhahara wants us to sin, more is he wants the Yish, the giving up that sin causes. In a generation like ours, we've all been exposed. We've all seen a lot. And certainly we have to, from here on, be mechazik not to see. We've all been exposed. We're a generation of exposure. We've been exposed before we were strong, before we had strong decisions. The Yitzhahara's goal wasn't to expose us. That wasn't what he was shooting for. He was shooting for the Yish, for that voice that says, all is lost already. Who are you fool? You know what you've done. You know what you've seen. You know who you are. It's been Kaiveya. These words of Hashem have to ring with us all our lives. It's all in front of us. It's all in front of us. Sure, the stakes are high. Sure, it's serious. It's all in front of me. My past happened. My dahavahava, what was, was. Now let me learn from it. Let me be mate of my ways. Let that experience be the impetus to learn better. I have to avoid this. I have to be more careful with this. Let that past experience, let it train me for today. When we do tshuva, all our averis become mitzvahs. In the Chassidish allure, I read a Chassidish story. There was a, there was a, there was a big Rebbe who was about tshuva. I read it over this sukkah. A big Rebbe was about tshuva. And somebody came to this Rebbe and he was crying at the end of his life. 
And somebody said to him, Rebbe, you're probably crying about the Averis of your youth. Like, don't feel so badly. You're a good person today. He said, crying about the Averis of my youth? They're all mitzvahs. I did shuva. I remember them all fondly. They're all mitzvahs. So I'm not crying about the Averis of my youth. I read the story of Hobbes A person, it's all in front of us. Choose right, choose good, let the past be a lesson to us. Don't, don't look at bad things, mistakes that were made, and don't have a year. It's all in front of us. That's the message from Hashem. So I think, Rabbi Isai, this message to our generation, this message to Cain, to our generation, to me, these words of Hashem hit home start, to me. These words to Hashem say, of course, mistakes that were made. Things that were done, of course, regret it. Of course, you could even feel badly about it, 100%. But all as a motor to, for the future. All driven for the future to grow, to succeed. That's what all regret, all charata should be a motor for the future. A drive of success. A drive of uplifting. A drive of change. A, a lessons of what I have to do better and how I can improve. That should be our view of all mistakes of the past. As a Opposed to the Kayan view of mistakes of the past lead to a yish, and enough lupanav. A charein that leads to enough lupanav, that shouldn't be. So that's what I want to say to the island that I believe is the message of Hashem. I believe those words, it's all in front of you. The game is there to be won and lost, should ring our whole lives. Kolzman, every single morning that we wake up with an neshama, it's all in front of me today. What was the first Avaid in the Beis Hamikdash every single day, Rabbi Say? The first Avaid, Shmuel. I love you, Shmuel. Not just because you knew the answer. Says Shmuel Shulman. The first Avaid daily in the Beis Hamikdash. If you pass this to Shmuel. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Get that back. Get that back to her, The first avoid the daily. Most, pe- most people think it's the Talmud. He got $10 because he, he knew that. It's not the Talmud. The Talmud was the first carbon brought down the base, which was not the first Avaida. The first Avaida daily in the base Hamegdash was the removal of the ashes from the Mizbeach. The first Avaida of a Yid for Schweiging today is to clear away yesterday's ashes. Remove yesterday's ashes. Take them out. Yesterday's ashes don't belong in today's Mizbeach. Before you bring today's Tamid, yesterday's ashes are gone. The removal of yesterday's ashes is the first Avaidah. The Avaidah of a Yid, when he's serving in the Beis Hamikdash, I'm born today, success today. Every single morning, there's words we say, beautiful words in Maidani. We say to Hashem, I'm thankful, thankful to you, Hashem. With great mercy, you give me back my neshama. Great is your faith in me. Hashem's trust in your success of today. What do you mean? Yesterday's ashes are done. Great is your faith in me today. You know what I did last night? Two nights, Hashem handed your neshama and believes in you today. Clear yesterday's ashes and succeed. Learn from yesterday's mistakes. 
Learn from them and your and Averis become mitzvahs. Learn from them, work through them. This is not said for a room of sinners. In some ways, a listener would come and listen to the speech. You're speaking to guys, good boy, good gishmaksters. You sound like you're talking to a room. Shimmy Schiller is sitting, I'm telling Shimmy, remove the ashes of yesterday. Yes, I promise, I'm talking to Shimmy Schiller. Shmuel Frankel sitting here, he learned how many hours yesterday, I'm telling him, remove yesterday's ashes. This is said to every Yid, Rabbi say, because all of life has, for, the, for all of us, has successes and has mistakes. In Sadik Baritza to a room of good people, there's mistakes. One who's reaction, and you're supposed to be mischarit, you're supposed to have harata to those mistakes. A harata that leads to a better effort today. A harata that leads to correction. A harata that leads to yish is inaccurate and wrong. So yesterday's ashes for a group like this, for Mayor Mattel, for us, for Menachem Spiegel, yesterday's ashes are removed. Yesterday's mistakes are removed. And today we fire up and today we focus in. That is how a Yid lives his life. Regretting is fine. If it's an energy, if it creates a fire for today, a passion to accomplish better today, then it is outstanding. Menachem and I were going over yesterday's game. The purpose is not to... If it was the last game of the season, I'm not Chazari, yesterday's game. Right, Oberlander makes after every single event that we do, big event, we do hotel Shabbos, he is so fundamentally, so smart, organizationally smart in many ways, the way he understands how to run things, we hazard afterwards what went well and what didn't go well. Not because we're losers and sit there feeling bad what didn't go well, because there's going to be more events, so how do we correct the energy is one of positivity, but then self-correction. This didn't go so okay, and let's make sure that we do it better next time. Correcting, regretting for fixing up sake, regretting for an energy, a harder energy going forward. Self-correction that leads to perfection. Not self-correction that leads to doubt and inactivity. People like, oh, that was, we messed up, we did this wrong, and then they don't do it again. That's nonsense. That was Cain. That was Cain's reaction. That's the lesson of Hashem. I think to our generation, this message of Hashem, I think might ring as something that we may need to hear in our dur. So let's keep those words in mind. It's all in front of us. Let's keep it in front of us and go in. Have a wonderful day. Rabbi Say.